This episode of the Flounders B-Team is brought to you by Targeted Allocation Money. Got an aging player in a DP position? Buy him down with Targeted Allocation Money. Looking for a strong European right back but don't want to burn that DP slot? Use Targeted Allocation Money. Targeted Allocation Money has been reducing cap hits since 2015 and is the rule of choice for owners and managers seeking to stretch their salary dollar. If it's good enough for Garth Lagerway, it's got to be good enough for you. Learn more about Targeted Allocation Money at MLSsoccer.com. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B-Team. All right, everybody, you are listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I am Steve Kettleson. I'm here with Kevin Zamira and Tim Hamilton. And what are we here to talk about today, boys? We're talking about the Rapids match, uh, Colorado Rapids. Uh, Sounders beat the Colorado Rapids uh, 3-1. We have some fantastic audio from a supporter, a Sounders supporter that is deep in enemy territory, a guy named Evil Ned on the Twitters. We're going to talk with him a little bit, a little bit of a surprise interview. We also have some great audio from the Friends of Steve Zakawani Kingdom Hope charity match that happened over the weekend. We have Case Killer. What? And Jackie case, Montgomery. And who? Jackie Montgomery. And some great kids from PLU. Well, great's a stretch, but you know, yeah. I'm okay. a UPS guy. All right. But You're that's a UPS okay. guy. That's yeah. okay. PLU but yeah, we got okay. a great South Sound podcast for you today, man. I tell you what. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about some recent acquisitions. I guess they're not quite recent because the transfer window hasn't opened yet, but it's like a vagary of the rule. So uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, maybe we've got some prospects for acquisitions that. There's yeah. no rumors. There's yeah. nothing. So we yeah. won't talk a whole lot about that. Yeah. And we're basically just going to talk about the state of the team. So, yeah. uh, Kevin, what are your takeaways from the match? My biggest takeaway from the match is that the Colorado Rapids are not a good soccer They're team. They're not good Uh-oh. at all. They're not very good. Um, if you just look specifically at the goals they gave up, and I don't want to take away anything <clears throat> from Clint Dempsey or Will Bruin um, because I thought they scored some great goals. But the defending on those goals were horrendous. Like, how easy was the first oh. goal? Uh, no, no, no. Was I, that the exactly. one where Jones... It was stupid. Yeah, Here's, the one where Jones just dribbled uh-huh. up the left side. I got, I got yep. it, yeah. It, yeah. Um, Looked I, up. I took notes. Passed it to, hey, by the way, that's Clint Dempsey that you're letting run into the 18-yard box completely unmarked. Like mm-hmm. Jones dribbled up, passed it to Dempsey, completely unmarked, kind of between three or four Rapids defenders, mm-hmm. took a touch, fired it in with his left foot. But that's like... not hard for Clint Dempsey. No, it's just not a hard. That's not a hard goal for him to score. Like no. if he missed that, you'd be that's mad. terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'd be mad. But he was. It looked like he was kind of double covered, or at least there no, was a, he wasn't there covered was a, at all. Okay, I saw him in the so wide open. in the eighteen with the ball, and I was like, "Oh, that's a goal!" Yeah, that's so, yeah it's right? crazy because I've never felt that uh, I've never felt that comfortable <laughs> since Oba had the ball in the eighteen. That's if always Clint, a goal. If Clint misses that shot, I think he just walks off the field and is like, "I'm done. I can't <laughs> do this anymore." Right? I mean, 
not to take anything away from it at all, because we're I think we're actually talking to how great Clint Dempsey really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but Colorado, that is terrible defending. And then this the second goal. All right. I mean, well, let's. Go I ahead. I sorry, took sorry, notes. Go I'm going play by play. Uh, the first one was a bad cross uh, by uh, uh, Will, Will Smith's kid, whatever he is, uh, the one with the braids. Um, <laughs> bad cross intercepted by Fry. Fry quickly distributes out to Nico. Nico s- slips a tackle, nutmegs, oh, Boateng, great nutmeg, and then plays it out left to Jones. Jones dribbles, takes two touches, passes it to Clint's feet. Clint takes a touch with his right, yep. finishes with his left, and it goes uh, uh, to the keeper's left far post there's um, no pressure from any rapids defender well, once the ball gets to jones yes and no i mean no there's no pressure there there were two or three trailing players yeah. but bruin took two players out to the far post with I, him when he ran i'm just saying and then there, nico made a run right from where his spot was out and cleared out a defender I, or two i hear you i'm saying from a from a coaching tactical perspective you can have all the cover you can have all the balance like guys from the Rapids were technically in the right spots, but if Jovan Jones can dribble dribble comfortably up the field, pick up his head, pick out Clint Dempsey, Clint Dempsey can comfortably take a touch with his right foot over to his left, strike the ball far post without anybody putting them under any duress whatsoever. You can have all the balance and cover you want. If you have no pressure on those guys, they're professionals. Jovan Jones should pick out Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey should pick out the far post. It's exactly what they did. I I just think um, the reason why I bring it up is I don't want to go too overboard on, hey, Clint Dempsey's back. Or, hey, Jovan Jones should be the left winger. Hey, knew who's a great left back. Like, okay, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Well, that doesn't, lately, it just hasn't been working like that. Fair. I, that, that's a fair counterpoint. So, like I said, I'm 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 happy as all heck. Well, first of all, that thing only took like 20 seconds off the clock from, sure. from Fry's outlet to to the yeah. nutmeg to the dribble to the score. But I love the off the ball running. Like I said, no, you're Bruin, right. You're Bruin right. took his defender, two of his defenders away, and then Nico rate made a run right right across Dempsey's path that they allowed all him did just the to right just stuff. walk it. He never really broke a. Uh, I mean, he's probably running if on a treadmill at like number. Five and a half, you know, not not really breaking a sweat, just just a steady jog, and yeah, ball comes right to him, finishes far post, but he's also kick. not letting anything spook him, right? And, well, mean, there was nothing to spook him. Well, there, but there was still traffic, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's I not like it was, so. I d- no, because because I'll the runs I just replay, yeah, I guess I don't know because Sorry, the runs I just mentioned. Be, no, you're fine. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to be completely anti. No, you're right. I, Fuck I Dempsey, just, man. I just watched <laughs> that goal. No. <laughs> No, I watched that goal, and I'm like, Jesus, that was stupidly easy. It, yes, it but, was. Right? I, so I was fooled when I was watching it. Like, my immediate, really, my immediate reaction was, holy shit, that was a pinpoint cross by, uh, or pinpoint pass by, pass by Joven Jones. He he pinged a perfect pass, and I'm telling you, Dempsey had a like perfect touch perfect and a perfect pass. shot. First, they, it, you no just, doubt about it. But it was that. not under, it was, so it was a, it was a drill pass, basically, yeah, right? That's yeah, something like that the, like yeah, professional soccer players should do every time. Okay. Things. If they're left that wide open. Like, if you want to give Tom Brady four seconds to pass a ball, <laughs> he's, he's going to hit the ball. wide open right. receiver yep. every time. Mm-hmm. And you'll go, whoa, Tom Brady's really good. That's what he's supposed to do. That's why he's a professional. That's why Clint Dempsey's an international. That's why Jovan Jones is an international soccer player. Okay. 
And that's why you look at the Rapids and go, oh, that's why you give up so many goals. You can't defend for shit. Yeah. So you're not pissing on the performance. You're just saying no, this is yeoman work. No. This is journey level work. This is what you're supposed the to be Sounders, doing and solid. This yeah, is good. This the is Sounders a good thing. put in a professional performance. That I like. Against a bad team. That I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. Against a bad team. They, they did. I mean, you look at it and you go, I, and honestly, it's why it gives me hope for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Like I looked at Clint Dempsey, and he went, "Oh shit, I can score some goals. Yeah. I'm gonna go score some goals. Like this yep. is awesome." Yep. Oh, cool. You sense when there's blood in the water. Yes, that's, mm-hmm. that's great. He's a shark, and that no, that's it. We've never really been able to put team. It's the first time in how long since no, since New England mm-hmm. we've even scored three goals. Yep. Well, somebody I can't remember the stat, but somebody talked about a stat in which the Sounders built upon a one goal lead. As if it was the first time it happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the exact numbers around Probably it. Probably the first but, game of the season. But just, yeah. <laughs> it, it's but been just, a long time. Just the fact or that we did that, maybe that's amazing. LA. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, absolutely. We, it probably was the first time since LA <clears throat> yeah. that we built upon a one goal lead. I mean, Dempsey was flying around. You could see that he felt it. He went 90 minutes. He did. After after we were talking about, well, maybe he's not a 90-minute man. Well, okay, that brings us to the next part that happened immediately after. We lost two players. One to oh. Marshall got Marshall got uh, basically got a, his, his heel kicked and then kind of went down awkwardly on his foot. And I couldn't tell which play he got injured on because there were kind of two plays that he he got injured on right i thought it was the first one just because if you point your foot all the way to the ground and then step on it a little bit it just bends like as far as i think that's what did it and then he just realized he probably couldn't play on it anymore and then once he got kicked again he's like fuck you pablo i'm out (laughs) you and your fucking sweater yeah he was not having it right he kind of was like ah Chad's yeah. a professional, right? Yeah, yeah, and he—it's he, he knows he, his body. He, right, he, he. I'm not saying he takes himself out, but he knows himself well enough, and he, yeah, he basically is like, okay, yeah, this is not. I'm not going to be as effective. I'm going to be detrimental to the team. Yep. I should probably sit down. Yep. So, and then Ozzy, and then Ozzy. Now, I was so sure that he was fouled, and watching the replay, I mean, I think he gets his toe stepped on, and then just kind of. When another player sliding in to tackle, his trailing foot just kind of gets pinned underneath the guy's like body and his armpit, and mm-hmm. it just looked just nasty. Like, Didn't it look terrible? Yeah, and they said it said he's dinged up and and it's a sprain, but MCL just, sprain. God, that I, we are so lucky. I thought Only we were out for to, a couple of weeks. Yeah, don't you feel lucky? I feel oh, so lucky. I thought we were gonna have to put... shoot that horse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, oh, this is it he for could Ozzie. barely put weight on it. Yeah. Clint was trying to help him off the field. I think he had the wrong arm, like the wrong side of his body that he was helping him. But mm, yeah. he could barely put any weight on it. I mean, I'm looking at that going, oh, shit, we lost Ozzy. Yeah. Right? And they're saying he's he and Marshall will Chad only Marshall, be out yeah. a few weeks. And we also have a good break, so maybe they won't miss it. Who knows? They may not miss any games. Yeah. We'll no, see. No, they'll miss some games well, have we to, come back on the 19th. Back We're level. not using anybody in the Frankfurt yeah. match. So, no, okay. we better play S2 versus Frankfurt. <laughs> All right. Uh, then that brings us to our second goal after the guys get uh, get mm-hmm. carted off. Yep. Um, this happened about 29-25. There's a handball at midfield. Yep. Nico plays it to Svensson. Svensson back to Nico. Nico takes two touches, serves a long cross from left to right into the box. Clint just gets a hair on it. So, And then... Bounces right to Bruin. Bruin loses his man. His man falls down, loses his footing, and then uh, pokes it into the far post. 
10 seconds from start to finish. Can, can I piss all over the Colorado Rapids defending again? Sure. sure. Yeah. Feels so good. Was there any pressure on Nico Ladero when he had that ball and he looked up and he was clearly going to play a long ball? No, no, nobody no. stepped. Nobody there, stepped. Yeah, that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> no, there was no pressure. We're on all him. looking around. <laughs> yeah. The dog's like, uh, I got nothing, coach. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. So those center backs should be backing up. Yeah. They should be clearly backing up. Like right before Nico picks up his head and looks for a long ball, they're in good position. The two Colorado Rapids center backs are in good position. Then he picks up his head. He looks for a long ball. The two, uh, Bruin and Dempsey, start moving. They start mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. And. The Rapids center backs drop their shoulders. They turn. They start running back because they're late. They don't read the cue early enough that Nico's going to play a long ball in. Yeah. They should probably just be straight backing up. They shouldn't drop a shoulder, turn and run back. I don't think. Right. I think they should have read the cue early, started dropping so that they could still see the play and keep Bruin and Dempsey in front of them. Well, at that right? point, wouldn't it be better just if you're if you're back, if rather than turn your back to the play. Would yeah. it be better for both of them just to step immediately and then that ball is offsides? I don't know if they'd catch him offsides. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. I think, I think though, they did the wrong thing, right? Because they both dropped their shoulder, turned and start basically running slash sidestepping back towards their own goal. So they lose track, really, of Dempsey and Bruin. Dempsey jumps. gets. I think it was a mistouch, right? He tries. I think he's yeah. trying to control it, but it goes to Bruin. The second, the weak side, um, Colorado Rapids center back is out of position. He slips because he's turned his body, so he's got a bad body angle, right? Slips and falls. And Bruin, great finish. Thumbs up, Bruin. Does a really good job of finishing that. Past Tim Howard. Catches him off step. This is Tim Howard. But holy crap. So a lot of things wrong with that play defensively. Um, Rapids players turn... And drop their shoulders and start running back. They shouldn't do that. They should have read the cues earlier and just started dropping and facing the play. So that when it was played in, the first center back could have then stepped forward and challenged Dempsey for that ball. Okay. Um, Another problem is they're just two for two with our forwards in the box. Yeah. Like you don't want to be two for two with Dempsey and Bruin. They're two clear finishers there. So there's some really terrible defending going on there. But, but... Dempsey and Bruin, they get to the ball first. Bruin finishes beautifully. Like, that's exactly what they should do. They should push those defenders back. Uh, They should try to create matchup problems the way they did. So not to take anything away from the Sounders, great job. Great finish from Bruin, right? Just one touch, top of his foot, passes it right past Tim Howard as he's moving towards him. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, that's some bad defending. Yeah, it's a combination of... That's uh, my soccer rant. (laughs) That things go... To plan, they we get them fortunate bounces and uh, they go in. But if you're going to defend poorly, you're going to give up bad bounces slash mm-hmm. good bounces for the other team, right? Yeah, when things are going not your way, yeah, you, that shit happens to you. So yeah. it's about halftime. We're up to nothing. Good luck and preparation are positively correlated. There you go. I like that. Yeah, I might steal that, Steve. Go for it. It's a good say. I'm sure I'm not the first one to say it. First, first person I've ever heard. Say All it. right. Well, there you go. So uh, that gets us to the end. Were there any other like dangerous spots in the uh, in the first half? Did we have any defensive issues in the first half? We're just gonna other than just getting the hell kicked out of us. I didn't really remember much other from than an injury goals. perspective. Yeah, I mean we were just getting thumped on Baji or was his name? Was it Baji? Yeah, 
Dominic Baggio was kicking the shit out of us, and he should have been, you know, carded a lot earlier. Maybe that would have uh, had him tone it down so he didn't get a second. Yeah, the Colorado Rapids human spirit was kicking the <laughs> crap out of us. You'll hear right? a little oh, bit about yeah. that in the interview yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> right? But seriously, no, I mean, at the, I think uh, uh, Schmetzer's halftime, uh, halftime pitch uh, to the to the sportscasters was absolutely on point. Let me pull what was that it? up real quick. He said the following. Oh, the ref's I job. That up. Yeah, the ref's job is to keep players on the field, meaning so they like need healthy? to do their jobs. Yes, no, safe. that's absolutely right. Yeah, you got to keep pe- people safe. That's the referee's point. No, that's ref's number one job is number one job is safety. Yep. And if we're going to have these these dangerous tackles, if we're going to have these dangerous fouls, and and maybe on retro in retrospect, some of them weren't as dangerous on second viewing as they may have looked in the moment, but there was definitely a, a significant uh bias towards uh dangerous tackles and i think that's that's kind of colorado's mo uh especially in this in this era where they're they're not doing so hot they they, they don't have anything uh from an attacking perspective except you know chop down your attack yeah, chop pablo down the, ball right pablo now ball. they yep. do have no, the pers- right. they have the personality of their coach because pablo mm-hmm. is as a player an asshole He'd he always a destroyer. Kick. Yeah, he'd be like the Beckerman, you know, just kick yep. and kick and yeah. blow S up. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm cussing so many times. I don't know why I just said S you earlier. You've had a lot of so, booze in you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that gets us to halftime. Uh, oh, subs, by the way. Uh, Kovar came in for Ozzy. That was a plus. And then uh, and Alfaro came in for Chad Marshall. Well, that we had, made we had me a short little bench. nervous. We had a really, really short yeah. bench. We had four field players. We had yeah. 15. Yeah. We, uh, we've got a very short bench. So Kovar in for Ozzy. That's interesting. It worked. Oh, they they did okay some shuffling Kovar. around. I think yep. Kovar went to midfield, and then I believe Ladero, Ladero dropped back. Yeah, which and was interesting. I liked it. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it's hard because Colorado is shitty, but I really liked seeing Ladero just come deep and get the ball from the defenders. Don't, don't do it. Don't right. do it. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, it gets us to halftime. Uh, they, they bring in... Uh, cares um <laughs> mike mike okay one note uh michael azira came in yeah. for x booty, sounder for booty yep. tang always a sounder <laughs> for who booty tang Bo-tang. Uh, bismarck booty tang <laughs> at at 59 <laughs> in the 59th minute and the game honestly changed once he got there things mm-hmm. things were we were under a ton of pressure mm-hmm. i mean alan gordon god if he could finish Oh, he, he, if he could finish. He ball, must have just rubbed neck. He rubbed up on Jordan Morris or something because mm-hmm. he couldn't finish anything that match. <laughs> he missed open headers, near post, far that post. That side footer at the back post, he was wide open. The, the, yeah, and then he the, pushes uh, it wide. That that is that the fracas? one with the absolute fracas of a of a of a save by no, it's before that. Okay, sorry, before that. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, so that was what he missed a. That thing was crazy. He. Gordon misses the header, hits it down, and then it goes up off the crossbar. And then Baji heads it again. And then Fry, I don't know if Fry got a finger on it, then it hit the crossbar, or if he just swatted at it like it was King Kong on top of the oh, I thought he State got building. the save on that second just a, one. Just yeah. Like Matumbo. Yeah. Just crossbar. The and then he had a great save, I thought. Yeah. And then yeah. Jordy Dullum uh, chested it out of bounds. But. Uh, that was that was like oh god this is we're gonna well, let's just hold on for dear life maybe we can get this but maybe, maybe we get a point out of this but we're still up to nothing at this point so honestly I I watched the game and watched the highlights and and looked for things what the hell happened how how did we lose control against a really crappy 
Colorado team. Ball, we were able. Uh, we turned the ball over. Ball got played out wide, and the cross came in, and then S hit the fan. We just didn't put no, pressure no, no. on guys. Well, no, we had Dellum, Alfaro, and Nuhu in the back line with Torres. So Torres is not necessarily an organizer. Marshall is, right? Alfaro is not an organizer. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I did feel like we got stretched and um, didn't quite have the organization that we need. So you lose Ozzy. He's not sweeping in front. Well, like I said before, you've really only got Svensson, who's not necessarily a vocal guy either. When, no, when you right? when you scramble too many players, you start being one player out of position or one player yeah. out of the back line. Yep. we can overcome. Yeah, two or three in this case because it was yeah. only Torres. Everyone else was yeah. News not well, we a had, starter. We yet. had we had two or three players clustered around the apparent uh, forward, the apparent target forward. Gordon. Gordon mm-hmm. and we left Azira wide. That was it. Azira. Well, he's no. I think it was Har- Harrison who who actually made that goal. Oh, their goal. Yeah. Uh, crap. Baji. Baji. Yeah. So Baji was what like open. He had well, at least five yards around him in every direction, if not more. And we had all of our defenders clustered around around Gordon because we thought he was the threat at that point because that is what they had played to date to to that point in the match, and it was just whoop. It was a really easy, uh, a really easy drop back header. Was a header. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm shitty at this. No, no. It, well, that thing fell apart earlier. It, it fell apart, but but I mean, it it, it went. What? It, like like ahead, we I think like we were talking uh to uh, Ned. Yep. Uh, Yolo had pushed up a little high mm-hmm. f- for really no reason. He didn't need to and then we we got dispossessed and he just didn't get back in time. He's quick, yeah. but he didn't he yeah. would have had to like put the hammer down and sprint back to his spot yep. immediately, but at at the pace he was at, we got countered on that side and because Yolo was a little out of position. He drew Alfaro out yes. to help out, and then that created a hole for, you know, Baji to sneak in. One defender on two guys, and yeah, Baji finished. If Baji didn't finish, then uh, somebody on the far post might have. So uh, it's a learning. I'm sure you know. Yeah, Schmetz is going to do some chewing, but no, no, I mean, and and that's that's a Tate moment, right? And hit the hit the puppy gonna... with a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> I think it's a little better than that, but I mean, but that was a scary moment for us because we thought our 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 entire back line was falling apart. And this and is pretty much right after well, we were taken on that that clustery cluster cluster of everything in the box and the, the yep. crossbars were getting hit. It was just like, bing, oh, bing, 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 bing. Yep. Yeah, it was just like taking a deep breath. And then, and then Clint Dempsey. Oh, and then, then we got a, yeah, to and the, the rescue in the eighty fourth minute, eighty four thirty seven. Simple enough. Uh, yeah, long goal. Goal kick. Uh, he pretty much uh, Bruin. Bruin. Isn't it funny how you were saying Bruin never brings anything down out of the air? Doesn't do no, much I out of the air. Say that. I think that was you. Wasn't no, it? no, 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 no. It was. He should be better with his head. No, I like Bruin in the air. I don't think I said that. No, I like Bruin in the air. Bruin's great right in the air. For tall guys. All right. Anybody else go to the archives and yeah. uh, correct yeah, us I if we're wrong? Please, please so. correct me if I'm I wrong. I don't think I would say that. We're a little crackly. No, I no, no. Actually, that was Nate. I think Nate. No, I think Bruin's great in the air. Oh, perfect. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he's not here. Nate. He's not here. We're crackly. Way right to now. go, Nate. Bowling. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan no, bowling. Bruin gets flicks up. it on. Clint gets a touch. Chips the just one touch. Really. Yeah. Just yeah. hit it with his left. Boom, boom, boom. 
thing happened in like I don't know if I wrote down the number of seconds. It was over I less mean, than ten seconds. I love I just love goals that are over the keeper. Oh, it's a great well, volley. You, I mean that's fantastic volley. The same weekend, uh San Jose keep Bungham knocked a yeah, punted the ball to Wando him. and Wando finished far post. Mm-hmm. Just took Actually, a touch, cut it back, and then finished. That's why I wish Cat was here. That was a great Wando Lawson goal. It really was. It was a Wando goal. Yeah. Absolutely. The big punt true. from the keeper does an old friend behind the standing boop, boop, boop. leg. A little left <laughs> footer yep. gets a slight deflection, yeah. but that was a great finish. So the Stefan but, Fry save. The, wait a minute. Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish. Oh, no. I was just going to go back to the Dempsey goal. Like, yeah. What a fantastic finish. It was beautiful. Clinical. Man. And little celebration. I don't know who he was laughing at in the crowd, but I, I couldn't help but clap and smile. Like, he was that was a great so time. much fun. Yeah, like, they, I know we've bagged on Dempsey a little bit in the pod. We've said he's a 30 to 60 minute player. He went the full 90, full 90. in the game. Yep. Well, he um, had rest, right? Completely put the game away. Just put it to bed. I thought mm-hmm. he was pretty lively all game long. Um, you could tell he was feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. I mean, you can't help but smile when Dempsey is doing stuff like that. When Dempsey smiles, holy oh, cow. He yeah. Does, he doesn't. Everybody's He's like the Mona Lisa. He never smiles until <laughs> the end. But you're right. It was a simple goal right down Main Street, you know, right down the center of the pitch. Um, great goal by Dempsey. I, I mean, I was excited to see it. I was happy to see it. It gave me actually a lot of hope for the rest of the season because you can see that Dempsey still has a little bit of that flair. Um, again, just mm-hmm. really poor defending from Colorado. Oh, can I we mean, play you every week? I know. Seriously, play them every week. Well, if we do, then then they'll get better, and that's but not good. But <laughs> it just cleaned everything up. Um, I think the commentator said it, too. It just took the air out of the whole yep. whole ballpark. Well, the the I think prior to that, though, that Stefan Fry save. Oh, yeah. So, oh. I mean... That Huge. header from was was that Azira or was that no, no. Baji again? Gordon, like I, I, we just talked about it. Gordon headed it into the ground, went up and off the crossbar, and then came back out and Baji uh, headed it again. But he headed it up towards the crossbar. Yeah, and I'm pretty like, sure that just, was going in. It was just bang bang, and suddenly Fry just boop yeah, sticks well, his hand up there. Those are drills you and work on. Yeah, getting up as quick as you can. Oh yeah. my lord! Felt like he jumped before it was even headed. Like he just could read the play and knew where. Knew where it was going. Such a great save. But that's the moment, I, in my mind, that's the moment that saved that, that saved the match. That oh, completely. saved us from, from, from well, was that maybe before squeaking the goal? That was out. before we took on a that, goal. That was but before we took on a goal, though. That was still pretty That okay, was still fine. 2-0. Okay, fine. <laughs> but no, it was That kept point. it at 2-0 for a while, though. It did. For a good another 2 I minutes. mean, in retrospect, yeah. They score that. I mean, I don't know if we just go down to score again. We were under pressure still. All right. So, so I've, got a, well I've got a chronology the... problem over here. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. No problem. So that's a Colorado match. That's yeah, Colorado match. Well, um, um, I... what do we think about the new Sounder signing? Okay. Who's the new kid? New kid on the block. His who's name the is TV. Leardham. Yeah. Victor? Kelvin. Kelvin Leardham. I don't want to say Victor. Sounds very similar to Yeah, like a temperature. That's right. Kelvin we have this whole measurement, measurement of heat. Yeah. That's right. He's going to yeah. be hot, hot, hot. Unless so, he's at zero Kelvin and it'll be cold. I, here's here's my question. If anybody's listening, mm-hmm. anybody's listening, please help us out. I've seen on one website that this man had a knee injury Eight. that ended his last season. Mm-hmm. I've it seen was at it the end of April. Nowhere else. No, but it was, on the, nowhere it was on else. the Air Divisie. So, well, it's because he's in a second division Dutch league. I, I don't read Dutch. And well, I know, but I I googled it because somebody talked about it. And doesn't their season end in May? 
in April. So it actually ends in April. Knee. So, so he's, he got he's hurt had and then missed time. Missed. Okay. He missed zero games because it was at the end of the season. So my instant. Yeah. So cynical, what's up with dude's knee? My instant cynical go to is, oh God, we're gonna have another Torres situation well, where he's out for like six months. They said in the back. press release. They mm-hmm. said in the press release, we're excited for him to come in and be fit. Which I thought, like, okay, that's interesting to say. Like, yeah, he's coming in during the off season, mm-hmm. in his off season, but he had a knee injury. Um, at the end of so, April. So that makes me a little so nervous. So you have all of May and all of June. So he's coming off a knee injury after yep. eight weeks. So I need more info on that. I need more info on that as well. Is it a sprain? Is, is it a strain? Is, is anybody it... else questioning the fact that we have a Dutch right back? Are there are there many great Dutch right backs? Kelvin Leardham. The, the Dan- uh, Dutch. Uh, I said Danes. Uh, Netherlands as, as a country, they're usually pretty good, but Defensively? They, they score a lot of goals. Yeah. And they're, no, they're an Josie can rip sure. shite up. Yeah, right? Huh. Josie scored a ton of goals. And yeah. he's doing great in the MLS. So maybe that bodes well for Kelvin for the measurement of heat. Maybe um, some of their better players play elsewhere. I, mean, I don't know. Speaking of, LA's, uh, as LAFC, they might be picking up uh, Schneider. Is that? Is oh, Schneider. Um, yeah, Wesley. Wesley. Wesley Schneider. So uh, maybe. The. Uh, the, the the Dutchman, the flying Dutchman. The flying Dutchman. He's essentially going to be our right back. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that's just because Evans has missed the majority of the season so far, mm-hmm. or if that gives us an opportunity to put Evans into, you know, maybe anywhere. I mean, don't say he, center back. Don't. No, no, I don't, don't want him in the back line. If he's not going to be a right back, I'd rather him be either a six or an eight or yeah. an outside mid. Mm-hmm. But we have sixes and eights. We've, mm-hmm. we've got. Who ne- we we're never we need depth because we go okay. down okay yep. with international breaks he's not going to get called up anymore yeah so fair enough good point good I, point I don't think I think I've said this uh, on Twitter or somewhere but I I think it's really hard to assess a guy's fitness uh, after an injury if he has not had any competitive play full stop well of course uh, and yeah, and course. so I think uh, unless I think you're at the practice we're probably getting a a, a somewhat bargain price for the kid. Uh, what are we paying him? Oh, About whoa. half a million. Whoa, Mm-mm-mm. whoa! Back that truck up, Tam. Right? Beep, we are using beep. Tam money, my well, friend. Ed, but that's what makes it a bargain, right? I We're don't bringing know. him down below. Okay. That's, that's, uh, so has and, he and delivered? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm speaking about something that well, I don't know enough about. Let me take a look at his salary for. But uh, we're using Tam money, which Tam money is kind of like free money. Yeah. It's, or am it's, I? It's it's the MLS is well, monopoly it's, it's, money. Well, they right? call it monopoly money, but I mean it's still part of it's still part of the budget, and it's money that we don't have to spend in other areas, right? So it it gives it, us a little bit of who freedom. spends Tam money on a right back? <sighs> Apparently, the Sounder. Does, oh, no, does just, anybody? I think, I think the I think the idea that the targeted allocation money is to pay people over the cap. I mean, I want to pay for players that will score goals. It'll, it allows us not to demote um, uh, Ozzy Alonso and stop paying him DP money. For now, we're still waiting oh, for on the that. moment, okay. right? So we don't have to use that TAM to get him off a of DP so we can get another DP, and we don't have to give this new kid a DP slot and still pay him the decent amount of salary, right? Or does so it mean that we no longer... Ha- well, here's the thing. We don't know how much TAM money we're paying, Kelvin. Yeah, We don't know how much all. TAM money. It's some money. So, to counter 
argue your point. Fair. If we're using a lot of TAM money, we no longer have TAM money to use towards other DPs to slide them out of the DP spot. Well, we're halfway through the season, so I don't know how much. As long as we have, let's just say, we we have two DPs. We have two DPs, Ozzy. Well, three. Ozzy, Clint, and and Ladero. And on top of this, Kelvin's an international player. So, that, so we've that's, lost that's, that's right because we got the that's fourth the international slot spot this year. we got that's for right. cutting Valdez. We got the fourth slot this year. That's why I was wrong. I, I and just, uh, Flacco, Flacco's international spot's now available. So that's yep. probably what he's taking. Oh, okay. Well, Flacco's gone. God, MLS, you make this so easy to understand. The oh, God. <laughs> it's bizarre. And this I mean, whiteboard is no longer white. <laughs> it is now jet black. It, we're like playing bingo hey, and all here's the, the squares deal. are. If Kelvin can come in and be good positionally, help us get forward, serve in a good ball, create goal scoring opportunities, I'm gonna fucking love him. I'm gonna love him. I am. I, I think, just yeah. My only hesitation here, like everything I've read, everything I've seen, this sounds like a very good signing. My only drawback to this is that we use TAM money for it. It's just, it's it's weird to me that we're using TAM money on a right back. We're using TAM money on Svensson too. But that's a defensive center midfielder. Yeah. Well, that guy stops goals from happening in a defensive center midfield position, not in a center back spot. He's um, not great as a center back. I think, yeah. I think we picked up a right sided Joven Jones. I think that's what that was. I think that's what that was. If we picked up a right sided Joven Jones with some TAM money, I'll be like, cool. That's pretty good. His salary's in decline right now. His uh, last. Uh, the last time he changed teams. You're saying Kelvin's is? Kelvin, yeah. You're saying he'd take a pay cut to oh, play for the Sounders? A wee bit. Uh, well, I don't know what it is now. Are you seeing numbers? I'm looking at numbers from back in the back in the day. Because I haven't in seen numbers February of for 14, the Sounders. In February of 14, when he signed with Vitesse, he was making 2.13 million pounds in total. What is that in dollars? Is it pounds or euros? Or that's, like, that's, that's like one well, point. Well, there's, the, there's the, the big fancy L. Okay. So it's probably GBP. Pounds to U.S. is like U.S. to Canada. So okay. the the pounds are you know, greater monetarily. You know, this, okay. yeah, so he's making a lot of money for Vitesse. So he's making a lot of money for Vitesse. His last change uh, brought him down to, which was in June 7th of 2017, brought him down to $1.28 million in total salary. So basically uh, poverty. Yeah, he's, I don't know how he's he survives. really struggling. Jeez. He's really struggling. So, I mean, he, he's, he's a highly... He's a highly, from a market perspective, he's a highly competitive player. Okay. Still. So we're we're bringing him down to the salary cap, which is neighborhood of half a mil. Yeah. I think the salary cap is about five. So that means we're probably giving him, we're probably giving him six or seven or eight. Okay. hundred. So he's. In TAM. But shit in Seattle these days, well, they ain't going to buy him a house. <laughs> That's right. I don't, I don't know if he knows what the current housing market is like in Seattle. Move to Tacoma. They don't hey, buy him a Tacoma. yurt. Yeah. Marguerite, move to Tacoma. Marguerite Gaguerre, move yeah. to Tacoma.com. All um, right. But seriously, if he comes in and he and he plays the position well, he gets forward, um, he helps us create goal-scoring opportunities. Man, I'm going to love the dude. We just I need just, goals. Yeah, we do. We do. We're we're we have twenty five goals for, twenty eight goals against. That's really, really very, very average. It's as average as you can be in the MLS. That's not gonna help us get into the playoffs. So if he can 
If you can help us score more goals, I'm really not going to care about the TAM money. It just, that's my only drawback for this signing right now. We need to write back. We need somebody that can come in and play and be healthy. I don't know. Just yeah. worried about the money. But I, like like we've been talking about in previous shows, uh, just the fact that I don't think he's going to get called up to play for the Netherlands. Oh, I don't no. think Brad's going to get called up. So no. as long as Fisher's probably on his way out to play for the gold cup and who knows if he's if he's not gonna he's not he's not playing well at s2 and he's well, not really doing Fisher much Evans here so has he's to look at this and be like oh yeah uh, this is writing on the wall but fisher's from, probably out evans yeah. is always a depth guy he'll probably get into the coaching staff sooner or later i i i can't say that i've i've enjoyed fisher's performances generally he sure. plays too deep he um he it, it it's not pretty but okay so i, okay. I kind of want to kind of bring it up to ten thousand foot level and think about lead time for these things uh when when they probably put this into motion was about the time that we were saying not that they're we're driving this but a lot of people were were talking about our lack lack of depth at right at, at right back oh because svensson and so we're Jordy, responding Dellum, to a somewhat Roldan, yeah fisher so this is fisher's not the guy Dellum's not the guy evans is always hurt we do yeah. need a right yeah. back we do so we do you so this is a resp- this is a, a very natural response from management sure. to and they've probably apply been tracking him for months. Yeah, I think yeah, I think what it was, it was a, someone from Dave that. Dave Tenney knew somebody and they've yeah. been keeping an eye on him yeah. for a year or two. Yeah, and and you make and Loggerway said it too. When you can sign a good player, you sign a good player. Yeah, full so, stop. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think a fan knee jerk reaction is, which I am guilty of, the is. Fuck? We're signing a right back with Tam money. Like, hey, right. get me a number nine that can score some goals. And this, I'll, I'll, I mean, because the S two is coming, they just we basically just need a year or yeah, so year. out of a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the S two players are ready. You know, I would like to think. I know we have at least three or four solid players coming. Mm-hmm. And giggity. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but. I was gonna make a Brazilian third team joke there, but not to. That's a little something we were talking about in the in the, in the break. Hey-o. But uh, no, seriously, I mean, it, all these things take time, and sometimes we're responding to situations that aren't necessarily the prime situation. But it, if you think about it, I think this gives us uh, this is cause for a little bit of introspection with respect to. Kind of how we feel about how the team's being managed. I, I think this is an encouraging sign that they no. were responding to a situation. Yeah, they we had needed a right back. Time. We needed a right we need back. A steady right back. There's no doubt about it. Is this going to get us the MLS back-to-back championships that we want? Maybe. Mm, I mean, maybe? it could be the maybe I mean, in the trickle down. Yes. How much yeah. are we bitching about how bad our back line's been over the past year? We'll see. I we'll, mean, we'll have to obviously we'll have to see when he shows up. If if that gives sure. us if that creates goals. Just because here's the deal. We I want to see up. his I want to see his leadership. We'll I want to see. see his defensive leadership. Here's the deal. We're we're asking for a right back to bring us goals. Well, no, that's not what we're asking. Our for. left yeah, back is are. a catalyst. We've been talking about a right back bringing us goals well, our, the whole time. Our right back to this point has been like a a, a catcher, you know, that is as doing nothing but nothing no, offensively. You're, no, for no, us. you're right. right. No, yeah, we've Let's been talking. You're right. No, we've it's been talking about signing. Yedlin. And, yeah, no, you're right. It's a good signing. Yep. We'll see what happens when he shows up. It's a little weird they're spending TAM money on How it. How much TAM do we have is my question. Oh, it's a mystery. Yeah. Just exactly. we'll pass go a couple more times so this and we'll have two more. <laughs> yep, 200 more money. All right. Right on. Here's what I want to know about. 
How okay. do we feel about New Who at left back and Jones at left winger? Oh, that was a that was an, an this is a fan question. That was from a fan Nate question Bowling. from Nate Bowling. Oh, um, thanks for being a fan, Nate Bowling. Yeah. Thanks for being a fan named Nate Bowling. Yeah. Uh, we How do we feel about that? Let's, let's here, here's <laughs> not everybody thing. at once. Let's make definitive takes on this right now. Definitive take. Emergency situations, yes. Uh, non-emergency situations is What's a, a non-emergency situation. Sixty-minute sub. For what you mean, like new who? Tolo back? comes in. Yolo comes in to to for who? left back, and then for who? Jones pushes up to oh, midfield. Oh, so Jones starts. Yeah. Okay. Who starts at left wing? That then Jones is replacing. I don't know. But Jordy or somebody that we're gonna pull. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Shit. Morris. Jordy. What we got? Tell him? What? Uh, no, we're talking left back. We're talking yeah, left, yeah. Back. Yeah. left back. Left, left back. Left back. So we'll pull. We'll pull a uh, uh, left mid, whoever that is, and we'll scramble the midfielders around. Maybe Dempsey doesn't want to go another ninety minutes. I don't like scram. I don't like scrambling the formation. Who's mid-match. your scramble the F18s? Who's I your hate starting it. left Jones. winger? Jones. Oh, starting left winger. Oh my god! That was a pensive size. What do you do? Do you, do you put Morris back up atop and then put Bruin on the no. bench? Nope. I I say Bruin's your starting center forward. <laughs> How can you not? He's been dumping in goals, right? Scored again. Thumbs keep... up, Bruin. Bruin. We got to get him on the show. Yeah. Why don't you start? Well, let me pose it this way: Why don't you start Jones as your left winger and Nuhu as your left back? Why don't you do it? That's what I would do. Why yeah. don't you do it? Well, we've been we've been. You know, last episode or so, we were like, wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. Well, we started two or three games, right? It's been fine. Okay. It's been good defensively. It Tackles was... like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's Tackles walking red card. <laughs> he is. He's waiting for it. It hasn't happened yet, though. Yeah. I mean, is there any reason? Because we, you know, we don't watch the practices. We don't watch him there. No. Um, Not until I get press I know he's got a language barrier. He's oh, just yeah. a young kid. Is he very exuberant. Based on based Cameroon? on current staff, knew who is Cameroonian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cam- Cam- Cameroonian. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I, so, is there any reason who else would play left like, back? Why would you put anybody? Why would you put Jones at left back when you couldn't have Jones at the wing? Right. Knew who? Why would you do it? All right. Well, then, hey, ideal right. starting eleven. Go. Oh God! Come on, striker. Yeah. We are Bruin. <laughs> well, no, we start. We start with position Bruin. by position. Bruin. Yeah, Bruin. Then uh, we're doing the four-two-three-one. So then we've got yep. three midfielders. Uh, we're going to have Ladero in there. We're going to have Dempsey in there. And then, uh, then Jones. Do you want to do Jones? Let's do it. Yeah. And then uh, Ozzy and Roldan and and what do we do with well, Svensson? So we're we're taking out injuries. We're taking out Gold Cup. Everybody's everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Roldan. And Alonzo. Although, do you want Svensson in Roldan's spot? So we're spot, saying, are we saying Leardham at right back then? Until we see him play, well, no, yeah. we'll just say well, Evans. Until we see him play, because well, I, I think well, you the, can you can easily slot in. Right now, we've got Svensson and Leardham on the play, bench. We have to okay. operate under okay. the assumption that the that the the that the leadership's assessment is that he's at least a slot in replacement for Evans. At least everybody's at a healthy. Minimum. No okay. international duties. So I can I can Ozzie safely make that and assumption. And Roldan are defensive center mids. Torres and Marshall are center backs. And then we'll have Yolo Nuhu and, and then Evans. Leardham. And Leardham's our right back or Evans? Well, I'd say yeah, until we see him play, I'm just leaving Evans in. Oh wow. 
because Evans is uh, we don't give up goals when Evans is on the field. I don't disagree. So where's Svensson? That ain't broke. Svensson, Svensson on the bench with, with Leardon. Nope, I like it. I I, I want to give Leardon the 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 chance. I want to I want to trust our leadership to say yeah. I mean he should okay. be a slot in. But, but this okay. is so when we this is not going to be ideal we'll for like four weeks. When no, we no, look at our tip top best eleven, Jones is a left winger. Knew who is a left back. We're good with that. I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm okay with it until okay. I see it in action. As long as and until we four, stop scrambling the FA teams. That's our back four right now. I'm okay. all right with it. Yeah. Interesting. So our bench. What's your take? Um, Are bench. you not okay I, with I, it? Boy, I have a really, really, really hard time leaving Svensson on the bench as a defensive center midfielder. I have a hard time starting Dempsey against top tier MLS teams. Um, so do we do so in that? I have case, a hard time. Do we starting Leardom without seeing him? I have a hard time starting Evans at right back just because I know injuries. So do we go back I mean, to like a Christmas tree then? No, to, no, no. To fix four, that two, problem. Three, one. You like I'm, four two three one? I'm a fan of the four two three one. I actually like it a lot. Um, it's flexible as shit. Here's what I would do. Um, I like Bruin as the nine for now. Uh, depends on what we do in the transfer market. I like Jones as the left winger. I like Ladero as the right winger. I like Roldan as an attacking center mid. I like Svensson as, and Alonso as the defensive center mids. I'll go with Torres and Marshall as our center backs. I'm going to trust management. Leardom is right back. I'm going to go with Nuhu. He's growing on me. I'm going to be optimistic about him. I'm going to go with him at left back. Can you see... And obviously fry and goal. Can you see Jones subbing in for Svensson? Jones? Jones subbing in for Svensson? At at defensive mid? No. No? Okay, sorry. No. Jones, um, apparently that was a Joven uh, Jones at Joven defensive Jones? center mid. Are you think about the same players? That we well, are? to and then he actually slots out to the wing. But no, no, you don't no. see that. No, I'd play okay. him as a left winger. I I would honestly want to play him as a left winger exclusively. I'm I've never been a big fan of him defensively. I think he gets caught out of position. Jones, yeah, Jones, yeah. It's it's Happy. why I'm okay with going with. Knew who. And uh, he has got some leadership. You saw the look he gave YOLO. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I loved it. Ass back. My, it was my favorite part of the game. <laughs> my favorite part of the game. Love that he just was like, stop it, young boy. Just stay <laughs> back. Stay I'm back. not sure if this is going to uh, be before or after the interview, yeah. but uh, we, before. Talk, we talked about that. So yeah. the interview is after this conversation? Yeah. This okay. has been one continuous segment. Oh, perfect. Since the intro. Oh, for almost an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, hey, I left an Easter egg in the interview for you, just uh, just for you friends. Stabbing. Friends of Papa. Sorry. I gave a hint there. Spoiler alert. Yeah. All right. So we're on a little bit of a break between now and um, and towards the end of July when we play uh, the Chicago Fire. Um, so we're not going to have a whole lot of analysis between now and then. So uh, until then, please enjoy the interviews with the uh, the illustrious and wonderful Jackie Montgomery, the uh, somewhat uh, 
well, the 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 one and the only. Um, <clears throat> what's his name? Casey Keller. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. that guy. I talked to him. Ooh. Jeez, I've had a little. How's that this tin cup whiskey? You? <laughs> this whiskey's fantastic, by the way. Okay, uh, we love. So, we do you want to do listeners' Casey questions, Keller. or do you want to do that after this? After oh, this yeah, let's do listeners' do questions now. right we, now. We, we did. Uh, we already answered. Uh, Nate Bowling. Who? Who is Nate, it? Nate? Nate. Nate from Nate Tacoma. Bowling. Nate from so Tacoma. How about, Never how about I do this and we'll do uh You're listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. We'll be right back with listener questions. I'm on need someone to help me. I'm on a need somebody's hand. I'm on a need someone to hold me down. I'm on a need someone to care. I'm on a rise and shake my body. I'll start pulling out my hair. I'm on a- oh, do you hear that? Oh, my goodness. That is, ladies and gentlemen, that is Tin Cup American Whiskey. It is cut with Rocky Mountain water. What does that mean, Tim? Tim's a beverage distributor. Shh. What? Spirit guide. <laughs> Tim is my spirit guide. Spirit oh, I like guide. that. He's our spirit guide. I'm going to read the back of the bottle. Yeah, tell uh-huh. us about it. Tell us about Tim, Tim Cup. Cup is whiskey. Uh, whiskey is a blend of two great American whiskeys, each aged in number three charred oak barrels, high rye bourbon distilled, and aged in Indiana. Uh, it's blended with a small amount of Colorado's single malt whiskey made by the Stranahan boys, if you have any idea who those guys are in Colorado. I uh, don't. Th- these whiskeys are then cut with Rocky Mountain water. Tin Cup is named for the Colorado mining pioneers and the tin cups from which they drank from. Their whiskey, enjoy. I yeah. poured a... Re- this is like two fingers ding, of whiskey, ding. though. Ding. And mine's neat, without I, ice. So I have two two thoughts. Number one, this is good whiskey. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. It's really simple to drink. Uh, yeah, I I want to say it's like a starter whiskey. It's it's sure. It's easy as all hell. It's it's like sixty percent corn and like thirty five percent rye and another five yeah. percent of uh, malt. It but has sweet, some complexity but it's not to too it sweet. though. It's just it, it, yeah. It's right. got a little bit of complexity to yeah. it. The malt adds a little bit of uh, a little bit of. It's not a single malt, right? But it, it definitely adds a little bit of uh, of that darker, caramely sweetness to it. It's pretty yeah. light in color, but I tell you mm-hmm. what, it goes down just as easy as the Colorado Rapids. <laughs> Second thought. Second oh, thought. There's is, more. Is cut with Rocky Mountain water a selling point? Yeah. I mean, it, everything. Well, that's what Coors is based yeah. on. But the, Thames for the land of clear blue water. The Rocky Mountain water is supposed to be kind of high in minerals, and it's you know, it? it's a stream, okay. and it's what the high in minerals, and it's a stream. Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 supposed to be like a net. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm just a uh, fidgety. Limestone and stuff that gets just kind of picked up along the way. I like okay. it when you press them together. Okay. Like that. I just, I always get a little hesitant when it's cut or when anybody says that there's like actual 
free-flowing river water and something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, drink the river water. Right? Give you the shits. <laughs> right? No, this Doesn't is not going to give you the bit? shits. Okay. Well, if you drink too much of any whiskey, it'll give you the shits. The spot's but, going downhill in a hurry. <laughs> but, uh, Tin cup it. American whiskey will yeah. definitely not give you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a selling point. That's solid. Uh, so this is our unofficial sponsor, and they're probably not going to want to have anything to do with yeah, us. Yeah, they will dis, dis cease and assist hashtag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flanders B team. Flanders and B assist. team. Uh, all things considered, that's a really nice whiskey. Yeah, it it's, is. it's easy to drink. It's not harsh. It's at eighty four oh. proof. Uh, eighty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighty four proof. Okay. So it's it's not super yep. like Knob Creek is a hundred, and, uh-huh. and you know most most vodkas and things like that are at eighty. So it's uh, it's fine. Give yeah, it a go. good, simple, straightforward. I usually mix. I it like with the term starter whiskey. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's like a white I will zin. drink more <laughs> of it. I like it a little bit better than Makers. Really? Oh, yeah, oh. I do. I'm a I'm a fan of Makers. Super. Find it find it anywhere whiskey is sold, but it's not. It's going to be closer to your Jack Daniels than uh, obviously any of your Canadians because it's American. But it's not bourbon, so it's not going to be the bourbon section. But you got the corn base, which yeah. is nice. It's it's in a bourbon style, and it it's in new in new a uh, new age. It's in new uh, uh, American oak barrels, so it's youngish. Okay. You yeah, know. I wouldn't mix this. I would just drink it straight up because it's pretty smooth. Maybe with some soda. I mix everything with Coke, but that's just Oh, me. okay. No, I just drink this straight up. <laughs> just like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I'm, I'm an old-fashioned guy, so I would I, w- I only mix rye. It'll, it'll make a good old-fashioned. Just put some orange peel. And yeah. It'll make a you really good old-fashioned. Yeah, you would definitely taste the orange for sure. What I like call, rye in my old-fashioned. I was just going to say, what do you call a rye old-fashioned? Um, not to disparage <laughs> Tin Cup, but the rye that I use, Excuse my me. favorite rye to use for an old-fashioned is Old Overholt. Oh, oh, right. That, that is an undersung rye. Yeah, it right is, there. and it's old cheap. Overholt it's got this old dirty bastard on it. I know it. you're not supposed to use the word cheap whenever you sell anything, it's but inexpensive. It's, it's, it's a very. It's twenty. It's a consumer friendly whiskey. Twenty four dollars. Yeah, it's I a read really that good as rye. Old Voldemort. Oh. Old Voldemort. <laughs> it's like, where's the Voldemort? Oh, <laughs> all right, there you go. Old. It Overholt. took off his nose. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fantastic, straight up on the rocks or in an old fashioned. But so tin is tin cup. cup. Yeah, tin cup is amazing. We oh, love you, tin cup. And it comes with a uh, it comes with a shot glass on the lid. So just just look for the the shiny uh, metal shot glass. Yep. You buy four or five bottles, and everyone gets a shot. There you go. So that was a uh, whiskey talk at the Flounders B team. All right. All right. Can we please call him Nate from Tacoma? <laughs> yeah, this is Nate from Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, most of the questions were already All right. answered. You know, uh, uh, Jones it right back, yeah. and then Jones uh, left wing, left winger. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Flounders B Team podcast. Uh, we have a question from Nate from Tacoma. Thanks, Nate from Tacoma. Nate from Tacoma. Nate, what's your question? Oh, please Nate speak into Tacoma. the microphone. Nate from Tacoma. Now I have to pull it up. I thought he said, "Please relitigate." Yeah, oh, we already we already did that. He wants to know about uh, Yolo at right back, uh, Yolo at left back. Yes, and and we Jones that. at winger. We're okay yeah, with that. We're good yep. with it. For so now. we talked about that. Yeah, good with it for now. Keep him going. Uh, Paulette Grant uh, wants to know about uh, what was the black stuff that was on Dempsey's neck. 
Somebody oh, said that was uh, kinetic tape. It's kinetic yeah. tape. Have you yeah. have you had experience with that? I've never used it. No, I know I the beach have. volleyball players are all about that. You see a bunch of random look like yeah. almost advertisements well, on people. Yeah, but the sticky tape. Uh, you well, can look it, it up at like... kttape.com. Does it okay. have um, copper? It's got in elast- it? elasticity. Does it have magnets? You wear around your wrist. It's got LSD in it. The idea, I believe, is it, it stretches, but then it pull. It helps pull you back together it helps your okay. muscles and helps like almost just like quick, neoprene quicker recovery. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. it just it, it just kind of keeps you know pulling on your skin okay. um is it like spanks like it pulls on your skin I definitely you, sticks it to you and i don't know what kind of thing he would have to on the on his that what he had it basically up the back of his shirt into his uh just about to his hairline well um, you know what it sounds like? You know it's what? like kinetic tape. It sounds like something Batman would use to fix his utility uh, belt, but he'd lose belt. it. It's like one of those kind of undersung hey. superhero things. Like, Alfred, Alfred, and Alfred, where's the kinetic tape? God damn it. If it ah. Dempsey scored two goals a game. Tape him up. Wear it every time. <laughs> Thumbs tape up, broom. Tape's up, dudes. <laughs> right? So that's what. Whatever uh, it takes. That's what we saw. And that's what was on him, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. Kinetic tape. What else? Kinesiology. What's next? Um, I think that was it. That <laughs> we was all the questions. We a whole lot of lizard questions. Uh, uh, we had, I think we had something from... Do, 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 do. Let me look at the, res- the actual replies to that. No, that's it. That's all there was. Although, can I say one thing to mm-hmm. kttape.com? Yes. Um, I go to your website... And Carrie Walsh Jennings is the spokesperson. Uh-huh. And there's an American flag over her face. And she's a beach volleyball player. Yeah. So she's standing okay. there in a bikini. That's where you see most which is of fine. It. Yeah. American flag. All I bikini. see is Carrie Walsh Jennings in a bikini and a flag over her face. But you don't see any of the tape? No. Maybe it's So if they could fix that, just... I wouldn't mind knowing what she like what her face looks like too. You don't need to know her. You don't need awesome. to know her face. It's not about your face. You could be ugly and wear KT tape. And you'd look awesome. Yeah, you'd but probably I, make you look I better. I want to know who Carrie Walsh Jennings is face-wise. She's, a, she's an Olympian. I don't know if this is a thing because then James Harden is off the screen too. I don't know. It's weird stuff you're doing, Katie. Yeah, a lot of neat. You just, like I said, you, you'll see a lot of people wearing tape on their. Oh, do you remember uh, when uh, Balotelli had his shirt off and he had these two blue stripes right down the back of him? Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's the tape. Yes. That's it the is. tape. He wasn't wearing a number eleven under his shirt. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just questioning their marketing strategy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I'm doing. They should probably do a better job. But it, uh, it's, it's awesome tape. Uh, just stick it on, and your muscles are gone. All right. Well, that's all the listener questions we had. So stay tuned for the following. We have the interview with Evil Ned. Uh, on Twitter, who's a Colorado Colorado resident and Sounders supporter. We have several interviews, once again, with uh, Jackie Montgomery, with Casey Keller, and a couple of the kids that uh, are actually working part-time with the Sounders and are PLU uh, soccer players. Uh, Go Loggers. They're, they're about to be uh, juniors this year, so they're, they're starting to look at the senior squad. So, uh, with that, thank you for listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Flounders B Team. Tell your friends to subscribe on Stitcher and iTunes. And uh, we're just really, really happy with the support you guys have been giving us. So uh, keep it up. And uh, we can't wait to keep giving you quality content after 
the uh, summer break here. So looking forward to talking to you guys a little bit after July 19th. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Summertime. Hey everybody, this is Steve on the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm here with Kevin and Tim, and we got a great surprise for you today. Well, I guess we already announced it, but uh, we have Evil Ned, who is a Sounders supporter living deep in Colorado Territory. Say hey, Ned. Hi, everybody. This is Evil Ned. Hey, Evil Ned. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Well, um, I am a Sounders supporter. Uh, I uh, started, basically, my wife and I went on our honeymoon. We went to Europe, and we started watching. Uh, we were there during the 2002 World Cup. And just remember having so much fun watching soccer with all the European people there and, and hoping that someday it would be here in the United States. And then uh, about, oh, oh, seven or eight years later, I turned on the TV. I was living in Montana at the time, and, and Root Sports was on, and there was a Sounders game. I heard, I heard music. I heard something beautiful. I heard singing from the crowd. And I, I, I looked at the ECS section. I was like, holy shit, that's what I was hoping would happen here in the U.S. Those people are uh, A couple years later, move out to Seattle. Uh, first game was... Uh, uh, Cascadia match. Oh, uh, I was underneath the uh, uh, the famous uh, Siggy as uh, Godfather. Ha, that's that's a great TVO. I, oh, I know shit. Good. I have goosebumps right now. It was it was just you know I remember being under it and I was like okay I I think I think I just got married to the Sounders. <laughs> I can't, you you just you can't switch sides at that point. I mean you you're pretty much married to the team. You can't. Once you're under a TV. Yep. And, and uh, you know, lived out there for a couple of years and really enjoyed it. But uh, uh, work took me to Denver and I uh, found uh, some really nice people out here who uh, love the Sounders. And uh, I also met a lot of other really wonderful people in the soccer community here in Denver. It's, it's uh, you know, while the Rapids haven't been the best team um, and haven't had the best support, there's a lot of soccer here you just you don't hear about. Uh, the EPL community is really, really good here. Uh, there's a lot of non-league soccer. Um, there's a group up in Boulder called Harpo's FC. They're great fun to go watch. Um, and just, to, I really like the Denver soccer community. I miss Seattle a lot, but I enjoy the community here as well. So Right on. Uh, who do you support in EPL? Um, I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan, actually. I'm a Chelsea pensioner. 
We have one cast member that is a Chelsea fan, uh, but he's not here, so he doesn't come on much. Yeah, he doesn't count. Bit of a soft spot for Swansea, though. Uh, oh. We posted a coach uh, from uh, uh, who's from Swansea last summer, and he was just such a neat, neat kid. And uh, you know, I, I've had a soft spot for Swansea ever since. Hmm. For a short time, we did have an American coach there. Yeah, yeah. Very short time. I, I was kind of happy about that, and then yeah, he, it just did not quite work. I, I'm glad they were able to stay up there. Yeah. Uh, were you in Denver when the U.S. Uh, played? Uh, was it Costa Rica in the snow game? Yeah. I was not. I actually watched that from a bar in Kirkland. What the hell? You're over wow. here? <laughs> well, I watched it from a bar. I watched it from the from the book at the Cal- or at the Circus Circus in Reno, Nevada. Can you oh, dig it? <laughs> it was on the smallest TV possible because it was <laughs> on. Uh, it was during the uh, the March Madness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when that game happened, I was actually I was living in Redmond, and I watched uh, that game uh, from a bar in uh, uh, Kirkland. Uh, was gonna. We have some friends in Seattle that still live there that are from Costa Rica uh, that I normally would have watched that game with, but uh, I believe they were out of town that week. Uh, which is probably good because they probably wouldn't have liked me very much. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting match. I think that once they realized that they were trailing, then they started to complain and want to, you know, postpone the match and replay it. But they were they were all about it in the beginning. Oh yeah. Well, uh, last year I got to do uh, a snow game here in Denver, uh, somewhat similar. Uh, uh, Jermaine Jones's first game. As a rapid, as a rapid. was uh, very very similar to the snow game. Uh, it was uh, I think maybe three thousand people in the stands tops, hmm. and it was North cold, Kansas. wet, rainy, and yeah, it was uh, somewhat similar. Although you know you didn't have the crowd noise like you had at the U.S. game. Hmm. That was that was that was impressive. Uh, in fact, I know one of the guys I, I'm good friends with now. Uh, if you look at some of the crowd photos. You might see a dude in a gorilla suit. Um, he and I hang out and drink beer a lot together now. Do you? Uh, uh, what's? Are there teams that draw more fans? What's your average attendance out there? Um, I want to say it's around fourteen to fifteen thousand. Um, RSL is probably the main uh, right. rival okay. for most people. Um, there's some old school peeps that uh, uh, maintain that their real uh, rival is actually Dallas. Because that, well, Oscar Perea, first of all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then second of all, the first game that Colorado ever played in MLS was against Dallas. Gotcha. Um, I I wish they would uh, do a little more rivalry maybe with Kansas City because I, I really enjoy, I enjoy going out to Kansas City and watching games out there. That's that's a lot of fun. And um, I think the, if they did it right here, I think the supporters' culture with Kansas City would probably mesh a little bit better. Yeah. Well, if uh, if you can get Pablo to have uh, the Rapids kick Kansas City as much as they did Seattle, then uh, God, I know. And that, yeah. <laughs> then maybe there'll that be a was, rivalry uh, in the making. So tell us about your uh, supporters group out there. All right. Well, we've got uh, we are the Green Mile High Club. Uh, we were founded in 2012. Um, most of the people from the original founding are uh, have moved on, and uh, some have moved back to Seattle. Some have left Denver. Um, the current group is about five or six hardcore Sounders fans, and you know, maybe about ten or fifteen others that uh, show up from time to time to to do matches. Um, we actually have a, a 
uh, Elizabeth Munson is one of our members, and she used to run uh, merchandise for uh, ECS. Oh, okay. So she does a lot of really good. She's really good at organizing our stuff. And if you were here for the tailgate, ninety percent of the organization of the tailgate was her, and she's just really good at that. And uh, her fiance Roman was really big into ECS when he oh, lived out in Seattle. Mosher, yes. Yep. Roman yep. Mosher. Yeah, he yep. uh, played on the ECS team with uh, with some of the boys. There's a couple of teams out here that are mostly ECS members. That's well, right. He, he he's getting married to Elizabeth uh, next uh, next or in May right here on. in Denver. And so I'm expecting more than a few uh, ECS peeps and Sounders peeps uh, at that wedding. They're a really good couple. We're happy to know. Yeah, awesome. So how was the away travel? Uh, well, this for this last match. It wasn't bad. Uh, we had 88 uh, people show up. Our wow. 88 uh, away tickets sold. Really good. Uh, uh, yeah, especially you know. It's a schlep. We had a good. Uh, we had a good crowd there. Um, you know the the capos were out. The only problem is we didn't have any drums. Uh, I would have liked to have seen some tool poles, but uh, you know, sadly, I work too damn much, and so I didn't have time to make one. <laughs> Do you sit with the away supporters? Oh God, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> awesome. So now you don't have season tickets any longer. Is that correct? No, no, I don't. Um, I had them past two years, and uh, I met. There's some, you know, the, the thing you don't know, you don't see as you, as an away supporter coming into Seattle is there's some really interesting people that are there watching. Like our season tickets were next to two retired soccer coaches, huh. and one of them. Uh, you know, coached kids for, he coached girls soccer in the state for, I don't know, probably 30, 40 years. Mm. And it, I mean, you know, just to sit and talk with somebody like that, that's had that much experience in soccer. It's just, it's amazing. and A lot of fun. And um, then there's uh, uh, Joan, who is, is kind of the grandma of the, the Rapids uh, supporters. I mean, she's just a really sweet old lady who uh, goes to every game, goes to the practices and, just a wealth of knowledge and just a sweet person to know. And, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the fun of, of being, you know, including yourself in this, in the, uh, in the, the local culture, but still they all know when the Sounders come to town, I'm in green and blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of green and blue, do you wear your swag at ever and anybody ever give you the stink eye or is it pretty, uh, relaxed? Um, I get a little bit of stink eye, uh, walking through the, the stadium. However, if I, I have, uh, uh, if I'm walking through a section where people know me and know me personally, I get the usual, you know, the, the playful banter that, yeah. oh, you're not going to do real well today. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's more playful and fun. Um, there's very few times where I felt like somebody was genuinely threatening to me. So what were your takeaways from the match this week? Um, that was uh, kind of a brutal match. Um, yeah, really painful to watch. Uh, I'm glad uh, Marshall and uh, Ozzy appear to be healthier than we were when we thought. Um, you know, it's great fun to see Deuce just absolutely cock punch the defender. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, it was just, I mean, he just that last one was just a, a stake through the heart. It was a great fun to watch. It was it was pretty crazy making after the uh, after the 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 after the the response uh, the response goal 
um, when it was 2-1. I mean, everybody on my timeline, everybody in the room, everybody I was talking to is like, okay, we're not winning this match. Yeah. Uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. For a five, ten-minute stretch, yeah, it, we, it, they were pouring it on. I watched that Tampa, or I watched that uh, Orlando match too, oh. and that was painful, uh, very painful. Uh, the 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 defense, the def- the defense didn't seem to be taking shape, and it it, it seemed to fall apart quite. A, it it seemed like uh, uh, about ten minutes into the second half that Colorado Colorado had had figured out how to unlock us a little bit. I don't know, maybe Kevin, yeah. you can talk about about that. Oh well, I just think you had a really young Michael back zero. line. Yeah. Really young back line. Um, so uh, actually, but that leads me to the question I want to ask. Like, what did you think of Nuhu, the left back? Um, Tolo Nuhu, live and in person. Uh, We've been debating is, him lately. I, I listened to you guys last week talking about him being a lot like uh, Yedlin and and comparing him with Yedlin. I don't know if he's quite got the as much speed as Yedlin does. But he's definitely explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the only worry is the same worry that I had with Yedlin. How quick can he get up to speed on how to play to be, you know, to let the defense maintain its shape? Yeah, we're oh, hoping sure. that he uh, can use skill versus uh, just effort and yeah, maybe some game gamesmanship, a little little knowledge of the game versus just one hundred percent. You know, Sweet, and, and yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm hopeful that that Chad Marshall can you know kind of slap him upside the head and get him <laughs> to think straight. Um, you know, as, as well, Torres maybe too, but that's kind of a loaded thing right now as to whether he's going to be here or not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought one of my favorite parts of the game was actually um, Colorado had made it two-one because Nuhu was just charging forward on an overlap got exposed they got it behind finally finished and then we made it 3-1 and then <laughs> Joven Jones gets the ball out wide and knew who wants to overlap him again <laughs> and, and I know Joven and Jones that's... like waves him back like stop like there's no stop. reason we need to be that far forward yeah <laughs> I did I thought no, it was I mean, like funny I'm... and cute and awesome all at the same time well you know I mean you know it's hard to ar- argue with Jones as, as an attacking defender I mean he just oh. Man, he is awesome at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I hope we can either you know they can work it out to know when who's pushing forward and who's staying back. Uh, I hope they can get that done soon. Yeah, I mean, I, my impression so far, and, and you know, you saw them live, so I'm curious um, what you think about this. But my impression is that Nuhu um, is much more of a defense first type left back, and if that can allow Joven Jones to go forward and play in the attack where I think he's much better suited, and that's where he plays internationally, I I think that actually is a much, much better setup. Um, I just haven't had a chance to really watch Nuhu off the ball and see you know, how his positioning is and how he fits in and how he communicates with the other defenders. Um, so I'm curious what your impression is. Do you see Nuhu maybe as a long-term um, solution to that left-back spot that can get Joven Jones you know- forward? I don't know. Uh, you know, I think he's so young. I don't know what to make of what, you know, what his growth is going to be. I would, I'd like to watch him a few more games before I would say, hey, I think he's going to work out here or not. I think his physical talent is clear. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that he's got the physical talent. Um, you know, it's just going to be, will he work in this system? And, 
will it, you know, will he figure out how to stay back and, and you know, calm the, the boyish tendency to push forward so much? Yeah, I'm, I, I love it. the way he tackles. I love the way he defends. Uh, I mean, those tackles are going to turn into a yellow card or a red card at some point. But uh, oh, I'll God, take that. Yeah, yeah, but I'll take that just because he's so enthusiastic. And um, But, yeah, I, I've I've said before, he. I can't tell. I, I'm kind of with you. I can't tell if he's going to be the long-term solution or if he's, you know, like a dog on its hind legs. He's going to come down eventually. Just, <laughs> well, just I mean, not sure yet. It really kind of reminds me of, you know, when Yedlin got uh, taken to the World Cup uh, mm. in, in 14, I remember telling everybody, okay, I, I love that he's getting capped, but, man, I'm scared shitless as to whether he's going to make a dumbass decision. Sure. Nuhu kind of reminds me of that yeah. in a well, lot of ways. You know, that's, the, just, that's the double-edged sword of youth, right? Exactly. That, that's that's the thing is just like Yenlin, he relied just like Yenlin, he relies so much on his speed and athleticism to make up for his mistakes. So he'll learn to not make so many mistakes so that he doesn't have to haul ass to, to miss, you know, to get yeah. to get to a ball yeah. that he let go yeah. through or exactly. to a defender that slipped by him. And yeah, the, the one point that I actually I'm tending to be more optimistic about Nuhu. Um, I've been very public about uh, on this podcast about my feelings towards uh, Dellum. Dellum drives me nuts because I think actually physically Dellum looks way more like a soccer player than Nuhu does. Oh yeah, definitely. Eye test, you're like, oh my gosh, that guy like physically and the way he strikes a ball, um, the way he just positions himself and postures on the field, he looks like a soccer player. But man, does he make some bad decisions (laughs) at the back sometimes? And he's 24, I think. Yeah. And so I look at him and go, oh, I, I. I see him making really bad decisions. I don't necessarily see him getting better for whatever reason. He doesn't pass the eye test with me, which is obviously very subjective. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I like Nuhu. I'm leaning a little more on the optimistic side. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, How old's Nuhu? Well, like, God, 20, he's 20 really young. One. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I would have liked us to have a little bit more of a run in the Open Cup just to give mm. Nuhu more time. Um, yeah, we haven't brought that up but, yet. Yeah, that's painful. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I watched it too. It was not fun. But, I mean, yeah. and But there's a we, – we've talked a little bit on this show about about youth and testing youth and what are the appropriate arenas for testing youth. And we've talked about, you know, yeah, throw the kids at it. Don't throw all the kids at it all at once, right? Oh God, yes, definitely. So, uh, so we've got that uh, we've got that uh, that friendly coming up this week. Are you interested in that? Not really, right? <laughs> I, I, I uh, you know, I just don't do the friendlies. They, I, I'd much rather go to uh, you know a Concacaf Champions League game mm-hmm. or an Open Cup. You know, something that actually matters. I, you know, I, I understand that. With the American soccer market, you've got to bring in European teams every so often to sell seats, and and you know especially here in Denver, you you really have to do that. Um, well, that Frankfurt just, match is going to be a barn burner, right? I mean, oh boy, yeah. You know, I, I was I wasn't in. I tried to fly out to Seattle when you guys when uh, the Sounders played Chelsea, uh, but that ended up not. I was actually. <laughs> interviewing at too many places because i was actually trying to move to seattle at that point uh-huh. and i uh, ran out of time to be able to go uh watch chelsea play in uh, the clink so yeah sounders fans are amazing but i've never seen so many 
uh, hey, do you want my tickets to the Frankfurt game? Um, oh, God, offers God. on my timeline ever. I feel bad for people that are trying to sell them. That's yeah, right. It's yeah. like selling a preseason uh, for the Seahawks yeah. when in the in the uh, what's his name years? Oh, number eight. Uh, any any year. Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. Oh, Matt, Matt Hasselbeck when his when his uh, rib cage was at Husky Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a tough, tough sell. Any rate, yep. So I will say when they out. had uh, when the Seahawks came here to play preseason in uh, uh, was it 2014? Mm-hmm. Um, that actually was a really tough ticket here. Hmm. Well, yeah, that I was, mean, yeah, Hawks well, Broncos, Seahawks and Broncos. Yeah. After what happened at the Super Bowl, uh, they probably want a piece of you. Oh yeah, just a little bit. So now, hey, oh no, no um, so quick question. Um, how do how did the Rapids fans feel about the result overall? I mean, obviously a loss, um, but just curious. I always love to know how um, opponents' fans feel either going into a game or leaving a game. Um, I well, I think like- going in, they were cautiously optimistic with mm-hmm. the results they had gotten against Houston. Um, but there is... It's just been a, a really depressing slide, honestly, if you follow uh, Rapid fans on Twitter or Facebook. Um, they really have lost a lot of faith in the front office. Um, kind of the belief is is that they constructed a one-year wonder last year, and that's dead and gone, and uh, it ain't coming back. No long-term uh, plan? Yeah, no long-term plan. Um there's not a lot of faith in Pablo. Um, there's zero faith in the front office. Um, and then you throw the fact that the team is owned by Kroenke on top of that. And uh, yeah, there, there's not, it's not a very happy time for the Rapid supporters. To um, what do you attribute that lack of faith or loss of faith? Any particular well, decisions every, that are problematic? Well, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're going back over a lot of the decisions last year. Okay. Uh, you know, especially you're starting to see, well, you started to see more questioning at the end of the year, uh, whether it was worthwhile to give uh, Tim Howard that, that uh, designated player contract mm-hmm. um, and whether that was a good idea from a salary cap perspective, mm-hmm. especially considering how well McMath looked uh, early in the season. For them. Yeah, uh, McMath, he, for sure. He uh, looked like as soon as they announced Tim Howard's uh, uh, signing, then his form went to hell for maybe a good two or three games where he was just making kind of weird random mistakes and then uh then he then he sharpened up and then he was he was awesome and then sure enough timmy shows up well and the the other thing that happened you know you you watched him play uh you know open cup matches or anything like that up here uh where they don't have tim howard he's looked a lot less sharp you can tell he misses playing time badly He needs to see the field. Um, I'm not real happy with his playing time because I think he might be a long-term solution for the U.S. national team at goalie, and I really think we're stunting his development. Huh. Hey, so, um, go ahead. question here too. I was, I'm, I love stats. I, like I love numbers. <laughs> I love data. Um, maybe you know where I'm going with this question, but I think about a month ago, Pablo Mastroni took some shtick for a quote he had where he talked about how stats will lose to the human spirit or something like that. He basically talked about stats being nothing. They're pointless. 
the losing the human spirit every day. Did that like strike any nerves in Colorado? Did that tick anybody off? Did that? Oh, it, it ticked off plenty of people. But, oh, you know, okay. There were there were, you know there's a lot of people that have been calling for his head for a long time. Okay. Um, but it's you know it didn't make anybody that was. I don't think there's any true believers left, honestly. Oh. Um, it definitely didn't. Uh, uh, it definitely didn't adhere him, or people here were not happy with that. And uh, you know, I always have of the mind of, do you know what you call a a, a coach that uh, doesn't believe in analytics? <laughs> Unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I was curious. I saw that and I was like. Wow, Pablo, you're you're taking an interesting stance on that one, and and like I mean, you can see where Colorado's at in the table. I mean, they're obviously struggling, um, so it just seemed like an interesting hot take for a coach to make when his team's struggling there. Well, I, I think the the moment where everybody just kind of went, "Oh shit!" this year uh, was was uh, the, the big uh, Sam Cronin trade. Yeah, when he got traded to Minnesota, I think pretty much everybody here just gave up. On this season for the Rapids, that was um, was that pretty early in the season though. I think that yeah, was... it was pretty early. Okay. Um, from what I understand, and and this is uh, you know just friends that have been at practice, and uh, uh, apparently him and uh, Pablo uh, had a big blow up, and uh, that's what caused him to uh, get tossed out. Huh. So so Pablo won that battle, huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, I think Cronin's pretty happy in Minnesota. I mean, it's not the best team, but yeah. uh, they are appreciative of him there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And speaking of Cronin, and uh, something else I wanted to ask you about, he basically got a yellow card accumulation and missed the second uh, second what Sounders Colorado Western Conference game, right? Oh yeah. Or was it the fir- did he miss the first game or the second game? God, it's been a while. I can't remember. But I remember. But I well, it something. worked well for us. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, that back line is it was uh, nowhere near as good and without him. Listening to the uh, Colorado Rapids podcast uh, leading up into into the playoffs, once I knew who our uh, opponent was going to be, and and they essentially just were they were optimistic. You know, our defense is great. Our defense is great. We'll just uh, kick the ball into the box and see what happens. Somebody will get a goal. Somebody will get a goal. Um, you were at that match, were you not? Yes, I was. Tell us about it, because I, it's a blur. It's a great blur, but it's a blur. It, it was a bit of a blur for me too. Uh, we were uh, helping out with the tailgate here in uh, Colorado, so you know a lot of the pregame stuff was uh, uh, you know always very busy and and uh, you know, but we get it. We always do the march to the match, uh, have a good time. I, my daughter always rides on my shoulder, uh, scarf held high, and awesome. you know it. It was it's great fun. Um, the game itself, I just remember once sound the Sounders took the lead, it just felt like we the air was let out of the stadium. Uh, it, there there was no confidence in the crowd. There was no belief uh, from the Colorado fans that that they had the capability to come back. Because all um, Colorado needed was one goal. And then the Sounders, uh, one goal would have been it because they got the away goal, and then yeah. But I mean, there was there was no confidence uh, in the offense of Colorado in any shape or form. I mean, it, uh, the the end of the season, that offense was just anemic as hell. It was just gashy. 
Well, yeah, and, and Gashi, I'm not sure he was at 100%. Um, you know, Jones definitely wasn't at 100%. Um, I'm not sure what the hell happened with Papa, where he hadn't seen the field in a long-ass time, too. So, you know, counting on him for offense wasn't going to happen. Yeah, they were just stabbing at it. You know, I, I mean, Hairston has been a, a, a pretty good player for him this year. Um, he's not a bad offensive player, um, but, you know, he really wasn't ready to step up in a situation like that. He's still way too young. So what do you think, uh, jumping topics here, what do you think about the Leardom signing? Um, I'm optimistic, although, you know, I, I'm also a little skeptical because of uh, the worry that this is to uh, plug Torres's hole. Um you know, but we'll find out whether that's actually true or whether we're just getting, uh, um, you know, the usual tabloid rumors on that front. Um, I, it, we could use more depth on the back line, though, and we could use more experience. And I think he uh, he gives definitely gives both. Um, you know, Marshall ain't getting any younger. Uh, Torres has a habit of getting injured. Um, and the rest of our guys back there are pretty young. Um, and, you know, Evans plays pretty well at the back line too, mm-hmm. but I don't think he really wants, I don't think he ever really wants to be there. I, yeah. I think the idea was to have him compete with Evans and, and, you know, they can spell each other because Evans hasn't been on the field for, he's been off the field more games than he has on this year. So um, I think to be an op- option at right back, uh, maybe if, if we lose a, a, somebody goes down somewhere else, we have to shuffle. We don't have to use rolled on back there. We've got other options. Yeah, yeah, I think that works re- works really well for that from a de- depth perspective. Um, you know, I'm gonna be interested to see how he handles uh, the transition to the turf, and then also the sheer physical the sheer physicality of MLS. I mean, he's we, tiny. We, yeah, I mean, we people beat the shit out of each other in MLS. So I'll be interested to see how he transitions that from that perspective. Right on. Uh... Do we travel to Colorado anymore this year? Uh, no, we don't. Uh, I'm hoping to travel. Uh, yeah, the next game that they will play, I believe, is the last game of the season uh, in Seattle, uh, October 22nd. You're going to make it for that one? I'm hoping to. Uh, my wife is still not forgiving me for the amount of money I spent to go to Toronto. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, you're at we'll the match. <laughs> Jackets yes. off. Did you go? I, I did not I did not go jacket off. I I'm a, I'm from Montana. I'm not stupid about that shit. You, I I was fully uh uh fully decked out in cold weather gear and and was uh prepared for that. So, but I had a once in a lifetime experience. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, my wife and I went uh and I think one of the other cast members, Nate Bowling, had gone. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, it no matter what you paid, you you can't replace that. That's your first and oh i know so it's always going to be I mean, there for you it, it it's you know I, I i'm the sort that i have the, my in-laws in singapore are fully outfitted with sounders stuff so if you ever go to singapore and you see an entire family in sounders kits <laughs> that's my sister-in-law and her family awesome. so <laughs> so it's kind of fun to be able to say hey by the way they won the title and you know show them photos from that and you know when i used to go overseas it was like Oh, you're American and like soccer? Wow, that's really weird. Now it's <laughs> yeah. now it's like, oh, you're one of those guys that oh, you're one of the Sounders fans. You show up and you're nuts and you sing a lot. Oh, you you're guys are awesome. We love you. You know. 
it, it, it's been quite the change that when you go overseas now as an American soccer fan, uh, there's begrudging respect now. Yeah, I think we're shooting for uh, trying to make this a, a global team. You know, maybe we'll have to sign uh, Ronaldo to make that happen, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, do you, I mean, you'd only caught maybe one or two of our pods. Do you have any questions for us? Anything that you want to know about us? Um, and a cast well, I mean, what, you know, I guess uh, what, what's the, the supporters culture like uh, in Tacoma in the South Sound? Um, you know, it, you know, it, it's uh, what, where do you guys like to watch matches? Are you up at uh, CenturyLink frequently, or is it more kind of a every so often sort of thing? So Tim and I are season ticket holders. Uh, Nate's a, Nate Bowling's a, a season ticket holder as well. Cat uh, gets up there pretty frequently. I know Kevin gets up there pretty frequently, more or less. Uh, we have a local pub down here, Doyle's Public House. Uh, oh, okay. At Doyle's Pub. And uh, that's generally kind of the premier spot to watch uh, for away matches and that sort of thing. Uh, we all have families and stuff, so you know it gets a little gets a little tough to get to every single match. But uh, we're making a darn good show of it this year. So, uh, supporter culture in the South Sound looks a little bit like uh, two three two five three defiance for the uh, for the ECS uh, subgroup up here, Black Hills, um, and then Black Hills Militia for down in the Olympia, Olympia area. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, we, I try to get involved with those guys, but, um, I mean, I'm up at the stadium mostly and, and we don't generally get up there in time to do a whole lot of the pre-match festivities and that sort of thing. So we'll just have to stay connected down here when we can. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll be, that's the thing I miss the most about being in Seattle is the, the pre-game, you know, marching through the streets. Mm-hmm. That's just, and singing, it's just. That's just so unique to Seattle soccer, and I miss the holy living hell out of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Nate and I were down for the uh, we're down for the Timbers match uh, down to Portland uh, just a couple weeks ago, and that was a phenomenal experience. That that's something I need to do is uh, fly up to Seattle and then take the supporters bus down. <laughs> I, I need to. I really need to do that, but uh, it might be another year or two before I can pull that one off. That's all right. Well, you'll always have a uh, you'll always have a bed to stay here if you want. That's uh, that'd be awesome. Right I, on. I'd look forward to it. Cool, buddy. Um, well, it's really nice to meet you. Do you have any parting shots? Um, no. But well, I guess next time you, the, there's a uh, game in in uh, Colorado, come on down. We've got a, a good supporters group. Uh, we throw a mean tailgate. We have a great time. And even if you're here just for uh, uh, an away match or a Sounders match at home, um, come watch a game with us. We're set up at uh, the Abbey Tavern on uh, East Colfax in Denver. Right on. Um, there's uh, somebody always there to watch the game, and uh, uh, rain or shine, we're, we're there watching it. Okay, so how do we find your supporters group? Uh, we are on Facebook as the just search for the Green Mile High Club, and then uh, on Twitter we are at Green Mile High. Okay. Do you write or anything? Do you have a blog that you want to hype? Uh, no, I don't write. Nobody would want to hear anything I have to say. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's not true. You sent us. Uh, you actually sent us a guest blog post that we're gonna uh, that oh, we're gonna okay. put on the put on the website. So um, and talk about your supporter experience and your supporter story. Uh, to to borrow a phrase. So sorry for the supporter <laughs> stories person that I just hijacked. Um, so what what's supporter story's name? Is that victory lap? 
Yeah, I was gonna say, I okay, yeah. Sorry, Victor oh, Lap. Oh, oh, I was, <laughs> I her. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Oh, I, I love her. She, uh, okay, because of the way we all got back from from Toronto, she got to run through the Denver airport oh, with her Sounders <laughs> and do her victory lap. Yeah, that is so fun. Yeah, I, I cannot do that in my own airport, and I'm, I'll never forgive her for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Evil Ned, on Twitter, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you very much. It's right been on. very enjoyable. Thanks, you were listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is uh, Steve Kettleson. I'm here with the Flounders B Team podcast, and I'm here in the booth at the Steve Zakwani charity game for Kingdom Hope. And uh, oh, that's James Bullard in the background, and, and I'm here with the one, the only Jackie Montgomery. How's it going? It's going really well. It's really nice to meet you. I've seen you on the on the TV for years, on the YouTube, and on the all the all the Sounders yes. uh, clips. How did you get into this 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 line of work? This is really fun. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I've always loved sports, so I uh-huh. went to school for it, got internships, and then right on. I worked for um, I covered sports the- journalism or um, yeah, it was it was a little bit more focused with sports journalism. It was my degree itself was broadcast journalism, but we had an awesome sports journalism program at okay. our school. So, Sweet. Um, so that was really helpful. And then yeah, I worked for I covered a team back in California when I lived in Los Angeles. That's where I'm from. Okay. And then when I moved up here, I was fortunate enough to kind of switch teams and work for the Sounders. That is amazing. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great story. Right it's on. a very long story. I'm trying to give you the, the 30-second condensed one. Of course, of course. What was the team that you uh, worked for before? I covered, I covered the LA Galaxy for Fox Sports back okay. in California. Right on. Once no, upon I mean, a time. It's a, a reputable team <laughs> of, of ill repute. You may have heard of them. <laughs> I don't know. You know. <laughs> Well, right on. Well, thanks for taking a of couple course. minutes. And I think we have a great idea for Absolutely. to expand your podcast. Yep. That we could. Carpool podcast uh-huh. for the Flounders B team. Absolutely. And we could throw a little karaoke in there, a little carpool karaoke. Totally. I mean, yeah. maybe some of the songs. We could do the some of the chants. Okay. As your uh, songs. No, absolutely. The, you know? uh, Eternal Blue, Forever Green, Song yep. Until I Die. Or like yeah. the um, Chad Marshall, you know, the yep. little Whitney. So absolutely. Okay. Lots of different options. Right I think on, we right could on. go somewhere. You want to give it a shot? You want to get us no, started? No. Okay. Like, yeah. Fair enough. No, that's fine. <laughs> Wait. So, how, how do you how do you feel about today? I'm really excited. I'm yeah? really excited to see Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Um, play soccer okay it's going to be really exciting and it seems some of the um the fan favorites that are going to be out here today absolutely are you excited seen, to see i'm well i already see eddie johnson out there warming I up mm-hmm. i saw um well so i see i saw i saw taylor uh, tacos out there uh you said taylor graham mm-hmm, right I did. on yeah and then who else i mean i'm, I I'm already starstruck Right on. Was, was Chad Ochocinco out there already? I warming did not up? see. Oh, yeah, yes. right on. Cool. Well, you've got some work to do, and I'll let you go, but thank you so much for being on the cast. We'll do this a more um, detailed, in-depth interview next time. I would absolutely time. love okay. to do that. That would be great. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> nice to All meet right. you. Hey, everybody. This is Steve Kettleson. I'm here with the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm here with the one, the only, <laughs> Casey Keller. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Right Just on, right on. Able to support Steve and his, and his event. And it's, 
as always, I was able to do it last year as well, and it's a, it's, it's a cool event, and, and it's, it's always fun to be out here with some familiar faces and some old friends. Absolutely. Well, uh, we absolutely love you on the uh, on the broadcast. We don't always agree with you. But well, that's, <laughs> that's how this goes. But, um, yeah, my wife is a UP alum and, and is just a, a, a huge fan of yours. Her name's Sarah Kettleson. She teaches mathematics here in uh, Tacoma, Washington, actually. Uh, but I'd like to know what your favorite memory is from uh, playing at University of Portland. I, I had, you know, so many great memories mm-hmm. in my time in UP. Um, you know, Final Four my freshman year. It's a... To just you know, WCC championships, just it's just it was just such right. a great environment. But but really, you know, playing for Clive was 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 everything, and okay. uh, a huge reason why I had the career I had and everything was okay. was, was because of uh, of what I learned from Clive at my time at UP. Right on. So outside of playing, what was your favorite college memory there at UP? Well, I had such a good time at college. I joined the Board of Regents later. So, yeah, that's you know, fantastic. So, so right I'm on. such a fan. Of, <laughs> no, I mean, I had great professors. I had professors that, uh, you know, they, they understood, you know, kind of the difficulties of being a player. The, they were, but, sure, but, but, sure. but got no special treatment. No, it was, of course. Was you know, I had I had professors tell me you know that uh, obviously the importance of being in class and I mean so I mean I, I, I have nothing but uh, you know just great memories from my time at UP. Right on. Well, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. I know you got to get back down there, but uh, you're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Cool. Excellent. All right, so hey, this is uh, Steve Kettleson. I'm here with the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm sitting here with a couple of PLU students here that uh, that do some marketing work for Sounders FC. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> right on. So what are your names? Uh, so my name's Riley Shulman. Hey, Riley Shulman. How are yeah. you doing? Good. Right on. And I'm Chris Trussell. Chris Trussell? Yeah. Very nice to meet you. All right, so... What, you, what brings you here today? So, uh, I do some part-time marketing work for the Sounders, and uh, one of my co-workers, Ali, was kind of like, hey, do you want to um, volunteer for this organization I work with? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, what is it? And she started telling me about Kingdom Hope and um, how Steve puts on this um, charity event to basically uh-huh. raise money for uh, students so that they can have college scholarships. So I was like... Oh, that sounds like a blast. Marshawn Lynch is coming. Chad yeah. Jacinko, why not? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch, we thought he left the field or left the uh, left the, the, the stadium, but yeah. he just went to get nachos. Uh, I know. He's, yeah. a, he's huge. He he's walked, a big fella. Yeah, he walked right next to Chris and I, and Chris was just like, holy cow, he's huge. And I, yeah. It made me feel so small. I'm like, no wonder the Saints couldn't handle him. But. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And so what brings you here, man? I was hanging out with Riley and his boss text and said that we need another volunteer. Right on. And I knew about the charity and I thought it would be a good way to give back to the community. That's and awesome. Also meet some of the, or not meet, but look at some of the players up close. Uh-huh. That would be really cool. Right on. No, and that's why I'm here too, right? Uh, just, I love Steve Zakawani and uh, he's, he's probably my favorite Sounders player. Maybe outside Casey Keller. Casey um, Keller. Yeah, he's, he's a big, big fan. fan. And, um, but uh, it's just it's just really cool to see these people out here doing great things. Uh, Fifty scholarships in ten years seems like a really noble, fantastic goal, and I, I'm glad they're making it happen with these fantastic people out here. Uh, who's your favorite set of players out here? Who, your favorite top three? Okay. If you had to pick, so if I had to pick as my, a Sounders my top employee. Three out here. All right. So you, you don't have to say it as a Sounders. <laughs> well, you can just be you know. 
So my favorites <laughs> are uh, my favorite is I love Eddie Johnson to death. Who doesn't? He's a blast. Yeah. Um, Chad Ochocinco, one uh-huh. of my favorites. Always wanted to play him at FIFA. So okay. Trying to get a matchup. He right on. He'll play uh, people that you've like, been working on, on it though. Okay. Stuff. All right. So it's in the works. Um, but he loves soccer and stuff, and I think that's an absolute blast mm-hmm. being an NFL player and having such an affinity for the game. Oh, absolutely. And then and, and he's got a touch, man. Oh yeah. Does he? He plays Holy in an adult cat. league in Florida, and I'm just like, you're actually really, he really is good. Talented. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. But, and then. Um, I mean, I gotta say the man himself, Steve Zakawani. Yeah. He's just ever since he came out of Akron and um, came onto the squad, he's just it's been a joy for him to watch. I wish his career would have been longer, but I think we all do. Um, you know, there's some unfortunate events related to that, but uh, you know, sometimes that's that's football, right? So right. what are you gonna do? But uh, it's really nice to meet you, gentlemen. So what are you hoping to take away from today? Honestly, uh, just have a little time to enjoy the game. Um, it's for a great cause and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of just meet new people and have a great time. Fantastic. Yeah, great weather, great time to be out here. Do you have any thoughts on acquisitions we should be looking at in the transfer window at this point? Oh, well, I was, what do we need? What, 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 what positions do you think we need to shore up? Well, I thought the right back acquisition um, today actually was fantastic, bringing the lad from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. I thought that was a great signing. And then, okay. Uh, I also think that we need to make a signing on the wing. I would love to see a great wing signing. Okay. Yeah, bringing a big DP winger. All right. What about you, Chris? I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. On board. On yeah. board. On board with a DP winger. Yeah. Okay. We need to get a big name in and someone who will make an immediate impact. Okay. Preferably a younger guy. Any names come to mind that you think are available right now? Well, I've been hearing some stuff about Derlins Gonzalez or Derlins out of uh, I think Ukraine, and okay. so I've heard some waves on him. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we'll see. Honestly, I think there's a lot of. Uh, we could see someone in the Gold Cup. Someone might stand out in the Gold Cup, and um, it might be someone we can pick up. So Is that, like, know. the only thing Gold Cup's really kind of good for? Finding uncovered talent. Yeah, there I mean, you go. found Tolo. Yeah, we did find Tolo, and he's fantastic. All right, so who's your favorite up-and-coming S2 player? So, I love Shannon Hopio. I can't say his name very good, but um, <laughs> him and uh, I'm actually friends with a guy named uh, Habib Barry. Okay. Um, he's in the Sounders Academy. He hasn't played as much on S2 this year, but he was on the roster last year. Okay. Um, he just graduated this year, in fact, and so uh, I think he's a great player, and I think he has some really big things coming okay. for him. And he got um, a couple of U19 U.S. national team uh, okay. calls for Brad Friedel's squad, so I think he's a real like under-the-radar someone that the organization should watch out for. Okay, so. okay. Any S2 promotions you think should be happening? Like, So there's some standout players for us. Uh, LA, we really like LA. How do you pronounce his name? Who? LA, E-L-E-L-A. Elia? Yeah. Fantastic. Who is that? Um, Jessica uh, Pingen. What's her name? Jessica Pingen. Jessica Pingen just scored a goal on the red team against the blue team. She's been showing up chat out here. Yeah. Fantastic. Jessica Pingen. That's fantastic. Honestly, right. I think Tolo was a great move up this year. I yeah. like I like the move yeah, for yeah. having um, Pacey outside backs that can really get up and down the field. Uh, 
and honestly, I'm just excited for um, the Academy kids like Shandon. I think Shandon should honestly uh, get a call, but maybe get some minutes in a game like against Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, I oh, thought, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, yeah. like one of the Open Cup games. I wish you would have gotten a little bit more versus San Jose yeah. or something like that. But. Yeah. We have a, a little bit of uh, commentary out there about, uh, you know, the appropriate new, appropriateness of use of a friendly like that for, mm-hmm. uh, for, for youth scouting yeah. and kind of youth trials. We... I don't. I don't personally think it's it's a high stakes enough environment to really test things yeah. out. But I mean, you can you can watch movement. You can. There are some benefits. But. Yeah, I mean, you could say the same about the open cup though too, because like, I, yeah, it's a cup competition, but at the same time, the on the field quality is still a little bit lower because a lot of people are putting out second tier squads. Yeah. And Eintracht Frankfurt is a good squad, and all their players are making the moves. So. Okay, and they're not involved in any uh, in any uh, uh, club play right now. They're not, but yeah. I mean, they're all trying to make their roster, so they're out there yeah. getting it their all too. Well, right on, young man. Uh, it's very nice to meet you. So, PLU, are you enjoying your uh, time there? Are you, what are you, seniors? Uh, we're both going to be juniors. They're both going to be juniors yeah. this year. Yeah, is this stuff. is this work related to a, a program, or is this just something you're doing on the side? Something I'm doing on the side. Uh, plug my coach, John York, great coach. He was actually the one who put me in touch with the Sounders in the first place right and kind of opened me up to the job opportunity. So do you play? Uh, yeah, so I'm a goalkeeper on the squad. And, okay. Uh, Chris, a little bit more of a winger. So you probably know a kid named Oni Mayer? Yeah. Love Oni. <laughs> Oni's a blast out on the team. He's family. Character. Yeah, he's family. He? Yeah, yeah, oh, pretty much. I mean, he's not, he's not like blood related or related by marriage, but he's family. His, oh, uh, his, his, uh, his parents are really close friends of my mother, my wife's uh, parents, and okay. so yeah, it's like Christmas, Thanksgiving, everything. Oh, so wow. Oni Mayer's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. He's smart. He's kind. He's like the most gracious kid I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, he's honestly. If we have one person on the team who brings everyone together, and uh-huh. honestly, is like everyone's like, like pushes them to go harder. It's Oni. Yep. Oni's always there for everybody yep. on the team. So yeah, Oni's lit. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, well, right on, guys. You, you guys are both on the PLU squad? Yeah. Right on. What do you play? So, I'm a goalkeeper. Okay. And Chris? I play outside mid. Outside mid? Okay. Yeah. So, we have a really good squad. Um, one of our teammates, Eddie, he actually plays for the Guam national team. And uh, there's a couple of U23 players out here, and Eddie plays U23 as well. And um, I don't know if you've heard of Derek Johnson. He's one of our assistant coaches. And he okay. Went through PLU, so... Yeah, we have a really talented squad. I'm really excited for this next year to see what Fantastic. And when yeah. do you start up again? Uh, August. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit if that's your first, like, opener? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go to some games this year, so. You better. We're, yeah. go- we're going to Atlanta, too, so we're really excited okay. for that trip. Right so on. Play right some on. really high, uh, high-quality uh, teams across the country, so. Right on. Go Lutes. Yeah. When's your uh, home opener? Do you know? Um, That's fine. No it's worries. We'll figure it out. It's around like August 30th. Okay. There. A couple of top 25 teams are gonna, who made the tournament last year are going to come over and play like us, Whitworth, those kind of teams. Well, but, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Right on. I live in Tacoma. I'm in uh, uh, South End. Um, you know, kind of in the... Um, not Lincoln. No, no, no. Um, so, used to live like right in the Lincoln District. Now we're just south of that. Off of Cushman. So... So we're not as far south as Parkland, but yeah, yeah. So Tacoma is, is and, and we're a 253 
kind of podcast is what we're trying to be, and we're trying to be the uh, we're trying to get involved with the with the S two organization when they move down to Tacoma. Yeah, I was, I was about Hopefully, to it's coming So, stoked! Like, no matter what happens. So they're just announcing they raised uh, six thousand dollars for the charity squad. So that's pretty fantastic. Marshawn's running off with his nachos. He's got to get seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we got to feed the beast. Absolutely, feed the mode. That's wonderful. So right on. Well, go Luke's. Thank you so much for your time today. I know you're busy working, but. Uh, Thank you for volunteering for this wonderful event, and uh, I hope to see you out there. Yeah, awesome. Right on. Nice Pleased to meet you. you. Nice to meet you, man. Uh, this is Steve Kettleson. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Like Will I Am, Barbara. Ah, fucking with loot is not a great look. A first will make your fans unfriend you on Facebook. Click. My styles are going in the label, so if stars want a war, I'm their daddy like Darth Vader. And since I'm always high, it's kind of hard to overlook me for over a hundred stacks is kind of hard to overbook me and a whole nother house for my cars is on my checklist because the fit them in one garage is like a nigga playing tetris but they say patience is a virtue because i got your bitch staying out way past the curfew guess i was a thief that got away with these words slinging chickens out my whip like i've been playing angry birds Fuck it, fuck, fuck, fuck it.